This is Cole. And this is Ron. We are the creative team. Asking the tough questions like, Hey Cole. Yeah, Ron? What if Hulkamania never ran wild? Hey, Ron. Yes, Cole? What if Rick wasn't ravishing? That's rude. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Cole, I got an idea. I can see that. Hey, Ron, I got an idea. I love it. My sister, Candace Murray. Look, up in the sky, it's the creative team. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag new partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Yes, I am wish you today. I am wish you every day, my friend. <laughs> uh, I'm doing splendiferous, uh, which is a word I like saying when you ask me how I'm doing. Um, but it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, Christmas time is upon us. And uh, I am looking forward to handing you a big lump of coal, uh, bigger than the one I gave you last week when I darsoed your sister out of this bracket. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, It's fantastic. I I made sure to alert my sister the fact that you darsoed her while she while she is pregnant at home um, and you just you, you eliminated out of her tournament when she moved on. And uh, so I'm sure you'll get a nice phone call at some point. I'm a good friend. You know, she's got a lot on her plate. And, you know, me eliminating her uh, gives her time to focus on the family. (laughs) Well, returning uh, with us this week to finish up this bracket, uh, our good friend. We had a lot of fun with him last week. I haven't, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time talking to Wade here. But uh, Wade Needham Needham is here to join us again to finish this bracket. How are you doing today, bud? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you guys for having me on again. A lot of fun last time. Looking forward to having a lot more fun this time around. Yes, sir. And Ron's Darso has been played, but you and I both have our Darso still in play. So let's get right to it. Round number two, match number one, CM Punk taking on my brother-in-law, Johnny Gargano. Go ahead, Ron. Ooh. Yep, I'm uh, I'm assassinating the Gargano family. Apparently, it's not <laughs> it's not becoming. And uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure both text messages have been sent out uh, already. Um, but uh, yeah, obvious choice, CM Punk. Well, um, I don't think that even my brother-in-law Johnny he would argue with you too much that uh, CM Punk is a, a, a bigger star, bigger name uh, than Johnny Wrestling at the current moment. Um, how I do think 2022 is going to be a pivotal year for them. Um, I know that uh, they've got a lot of things in the work with, with the baby coming and everything, you know, Johnny might not see a wrestling ring for the first few months because, you know, it's they're They're in this wonderful position where the timing worked out where he can actually stay home for a little while and, and get to know the little man. Um, so there's a possibility that 2022 is not a huge year for either Johnny or my sister. In the wrestling um, business. In the ring. It's, you know, the biggest year of their life, obviously. Uh, those of us that have children know that. Uh, this is just, this. I'm so excited uh, to be welcoming, welcoming a new nephew into the world. The first biological male in, uh, in, in my immediate family. So we're really excited for that. So I'm not mad at it. And I think I might even lead towards CM Punk here myself. So... 
Wade? Oh man, you guys brought up some really good points um, about uh, a lot of things, uh, but I'm going to have to go with the name value and that is CM Punk. Uh, not to say that Johnny's name is not valuable. It very much is, but CM Punk is the bigger marquee name. So CM Punk. All right. So uh, we're just going on based on the fact that Johnny and Candace are going to be loving that little bundle of joy. And so, uh, but uh, when we revisit this in 2023, you know, that's going to be their year. So. No, we're not. CM Punk's better. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. They've both been on the show. (laughs) All right. Second matchup of the second round. This one, I'm excited for this debate. MJF and Becky Lynch. Ronald. Yeah. Uh, both are going to be talked about quite frequently in 2022, but I think the one that's going to talk about, going to be talked about more and going to make more waves, it's MJF. Strong, strong opinion. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that maybe for the next decade or so, um, it's going to be hard to go anywhere and talk to any wrestling fans and have a conversation about wrestling and not bring up MJF, barring you know, injuries and anything like that. So um, I think MJF is a better version of Becky Lynch. Uh, I think what she did, but I, and I think he's just starting to tap into that heat, you know, that, that momentum that she tapped into a few years ago, which led to the first women's main event at WrestleMania. Um, so I think Becky's just about to start going up. It'll be interesting to see how things shake out, but uh, I think MJF, for me, is the person I'm most excited about for 2022. So, for me, it's MJF. Wade? I'm going to go with MJF um, only because, like you said, with Becky, like she goes up and she can come back down, she can go up, she can come back down, and she has done that. MJF has just been a steady rise, and he's still going to rise. He has not even got anywhere near his peak yet, so... 2022 will be continuous rise for MJF. All right. We're off to a good start here. Everyone's in agreement. This one, however, may be a little bit divisive. I will start on this one. Uh, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens slash Kevin Steen in 2022. Um, For me, this is where my just WWE has just killed like wrestling for me for years and years and years. They've just made me less and less of a fan. Um, And then they gave me NXT five or six years ago when they really started pushing NXT and they put it on uh, and they, you know, really started pushing it and putting it out there. And they they had Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka and all these. And and they kind of revived a little bit. They tapped into that thing that makes me love wrestling. And then an AW happened and they were doing too much like it was like too much clown shoe shit. And now the last six months AEW has really hooked me and revived the love and passion that I have for professional wrestling because they're the only ones doing professional wrestling right now. NXT 2.0 is late eighties, early nineties, WWE, like WWF Saturday morning cartoon bullshit again. And the main roster is just too boring to even try to watch. So for me, I think Kevin Steen has a bigger year than Roman Reigns. So Ronald, I mean, that is an opinion. Uh, 
And I agree with everything that you just said about WWE being watered down and it's just enough is enough. But, you know, like I mentioned before, yes, it is watered down until Roman Reigns gets on TV. Uh, I think, you know, no matter what, Roman Reigns is a star. Uh, he's going to be talked about and going to be in front of the table, head of the table. He's going to be the main focal point on that show. And as much as my creative team hat is on my head at the possibilities of Kevin Steen and AEW and Jumpin' Ship, uh, I just don't think it's going to make as big of an impact as what Roman Reigns is going to be doing in 2022 because SoFi Stadium is 2020 is 2023, and we got to plant those uh, those seeds uh, for him and The Rock at some point, which is basically the match that's on the table. And how we get there, it's going to be in 2022 where we plant the seeds and Roman Reigns has got to move on for me here. All right, Wade, the decider. Ron took all the words out of my head, spoke them. So <laughs> what he said, Roman Reigns. <laughs> all right. Well, Roman and Kevin Owens is not, I really thought I was going to have to use my Darso to protect MJF against Becky after the conversation in the first round about Becky Lynch. So um, I'm a little taken aback here, but that's not uh, Darso material for me. So we'll be moving on to AJ Styles and Darby Allen. Now, this is where all arguments aside for why I made AJ go forward. This is <clears throat> where he gets off the boat for me. Uh, he's up against Darby Allen, who has a monster 2022 ahead of him. And it's going to be the entire year, I'm sure. Uh, I, you know, my reasoning for putting AJ through was the possibility of one match. Uh, but then after that, what happens? With Darby Allen, there's so many things that you can still do and beyond. So for that reason, I'm going with Darby Allen over AJ here. And that and that's funny because your argument about AJ Styles, they're they're basically planting the seeds that he may be going up against edge at WrestleMania makes me feel like that means they're gearing up for one more AJ styles championship run, one more kind of top guy run. Um, and so it's hard to weigh the, again, it's WWE versus an AEW guy where I know that the AEW guy is going to get that push. He's going to keep getting built up and he's going to have a good year. Whereas I have to decide if WWE is just going to do a one-off with Edge and AJ and then AJ's back to just being almost a top guy and doing his thing in a tag team with, you know, the eight foot tall guy. Um, but I feel like if the plan is AJ and Edge, then uh, this sets up to be a good year for AJ. So just out of the fact I think Wade's argument in the in the first round for AJ being more polished and having just a, a better grasp of the business, I'm going to give AJ the slight edge here over Darby Allen. So Wade, it's up to you. Mm, man, I've 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 been a, a big fan of what AJ has has done in the WWE, but I, I'll say this: if if two things happen for Darby Allen in 2022 my vote will go to him. That is if they have the eventual turn and we get to Darby versus sting. And then after that, 
Darby gets a run against, say, MJF, who gets the title at uh, at All Out, and you end the year with those two guys feuding, Darby Allen for sure, 2022. That's a hope. And I think that has more chance of happening than AJ getting another run on top as a champion and perhaps going up against Edge. Unless, of course, they do something like, you know, like a, you know, they have their first match, AJ and Edge at WrestleMania. Then they have another one at SummerSlam. And then Survivor Series is the rubber match. That right there could be the story of 2022 and be a big story. But Edge hasn't really, unfortunately, done a whole lot to get people talking a whole lot since his return two years ago unfortunately because you know injuries happen and whatnot too so yeah darby allen that's my vote all right i'm not mad at it we're moving along today i think we made all our big arguments last episode so uh if you guys didn't listen to part one you should go you should pause this now go listen to episode one do these back to back so you catch up with us but moving on darby allen so that brings us to the right side of the bracket already. Brian Danielson taking on Sammy Guevara. Ooh, okay. Well, that's another that's another pillar of AEW going going outro. Uh, well, I don't know if another, but definitely the first one because I'm going Brian Danielson here. Uh, Sammy Guevara. Uh, I I had a good case for him to move on in the first round, but. Brian Danielson ain't going to be slowing down anytime soon, and 2022 is going to have Brian Danielson all over it. Yeah, I think this is finally when we get the run that Brian deserved in WWE, where it's going to be two years of just him kicking the shit out of everyone, being the best professional wrestler alive on the planet, showing everyone why Kofi Kingston became a main eventer magically overnight out of nowhere. And it had nothing to do with Kofi Kingston. It was the guy he was in the ring with. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Brian's just been incredible. I, I He revived Kenny Omega for me. I mean, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, that, you know, Kenny was just kind of ho-hum for me in AEW, but then he had that match with Brian, and I'm just, I've never been, I'm, this may be the most, I, most excited I've been for a rematch in wrestling in many, many years. So I think Brian has just, he might, he might be the eventual winner of this for me. So, Brian Danielson, Wade? Well, I mean, you guys made great points. And uh, Christmas is only days away, and usually you wake up Christmas morning, you get a nice little present, something you've been wanting for a very long time, and, and you get it, and you're very happy about that. And uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson gets the title and runs with it and has the run that – really hoping for i gotta be a grinch and use my darso card sammy guevara is going in oh <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Woo! wow and with the setup and everything wow swerved us brian danielson out of the creative team's 2022 breakout bracket i did not see that coming cole did you see that coming at all? No, not at all. Uh, he definitely swerved us there with the setup, too. Um, because, yeah, this is a Christmas gift from above for Brian Danielson to be getting this run. And I think that ruins the whole bracket for me now uh, because <laughs> I think Brian was like probably, you know what? He was my second pick. 
because and we'll get into it. So we're gonna move on. I'm not too mad at it. Um, but Sammy <laughs> Guevara, uh, darsoed through to the next round. So over now, Brian Danielson. <laughs> yes, Sammy Guevara is gonna have a bigger year than Brian Danielson. I just took Corey Brian Danielson and I just threw him through that barbershop window. <laughs> so now uh everyone's gonna have to say this matchup three times fast. Britt Baker taking on Braun Breaker. Breaker. Breaker Britt Baker Britt. Breaker. Breaker so, Breaker Ron, one yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. This is Braun. What's your Brit? Go ahead, Ronald. Braun uh, Breaker or Britt Baker? Britt Breaker. Uh Braun Baker. Um gosh, I don't know. Can candlestick maker. Yes. Uh one of those. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, this might surprise you. It might not, but I'm just going to rip it off like a Band-Aid, and those exist in her office. I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> Britt Baker, DMD. You know, I, I really feel like over the last year, Britt Baker's kind of been on the same trajectory as um, Becky Lynch was a few years ago, where she just keeps delivering and getting better and better, and more people are getting behind her. Now, the, for the most part, the people are still booing her because she's being a, just a douche. I mean, she's done a great job being a heel, but she's so good that people are, are doing the DMD thing and they're playing along with her to a certain extent, but the fans are excited to see her, and the longer they keep her as the champion, I think the, the greater it just grows, and I'm glad she beat Thunder Rosa. I'm glad she beat uh, Ruby Riot or Ruby Soho now. Um, so I, oh, but it's tough. Like Braun Breaker is the one guy I look at and I just go like this dude, if he, if Vince McMahon cannot make this guy a top guy and make him a world champion, then Vince is just lost it. He's gone. He's no longer with us. He needs to be retired. So I'm going to lead towards Braun Breaker here. So Wade, it's up to you. Wow. Um, you know, if, if Britt keeps the hold of the belt all the way up to double or nothing. She's had it for a whole year, right? I believe so. And that would be history because no one's had the title as long as she has, if that were to happen. So she's a homegrown talent. That's something they're going to want to do. So I can see her having a hell of a year because of that. Um, but Braun Breaker, the NXT 2.0 has been around for what, about three months now? Something like that. I don't know. I stopped watching after episode one. All that was right. all I could stomach. <laughs> Three months, there's 12 months of the out of the year, so that's 25% that he's been on on top of NXT so far right now. We still got another 100% to go for 2022. That's 120. I feel like I'm watching a Scott Steiner promo right now. 25%. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going with uh, Braun Breaker. I really am. Like you said, man, if if Vince can't make this guy start, and I've I've been very defensive of Vince when a lot of people are like, yo, he's lost his mind, because I still think. Deep down, there's some events from the 90s still there. But if he can't get Braun over, if he doesn't see potential in him and doesn't even want to push him or can't get him over, you're right. He's gone. He's dead behind the eyes. And that right there, I think that's that's gonna that's gonna be telling about Vince McMahon in 2022. All right, not mad at it. All right. I, I love that I'm the only one that's got a darsel left at this point in this tournament. It makes me very happy. But here we go, Ronald. FTR or Big E? It's Big E. 
I love that you just like like I know Biggie can do no wrong in your eyes. I just for me, I really feel like they they hurt him and botched the way they handled his title win. I mean, it was nice because we've been begging for it for months and months and months on the podcast and just in general talking to each other. Our fandom for Big E is probably five years old at this point, like where he we were just like, what the fuck are they doing? Why isn't this guy a top guy? And I just think that they they hurt. They hurt him when they had him come out to face an injured man who just hurt his leg in a match in a title defense. And win the title, I think it just took something off of it. And it wasn't the grand, like, overpowering win that we all needed it to be. And and I just don't think they've been, they've done a good enough job building him up as the champion. And I feel like they, they just, like, put him behind the eight ball. And I, it just feels like another Vince McMahon failed. He's going to think it's failed in no time and put him back in the new day and just forget about it. That's my fear. And so for, for that reason, I'm going FTR because we talked about all the dream tag team matches. Um, so I just think they have a, as much as I hope Big E becomes just the next big star and he gets to beat Roman Reigns, I, it's, I have no faith in Vince McMahon anymore. So it's FTR for me. So Wade. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Big E. Um, I love the fact that he's got the belt. He's running with it. Uh, I hope he has a really lengthy title run. I think his title defenses have been pretty well done. I uh, loved the match with him and Roman at Survivor Series. I thought that was a really, really good match. Just two big, beefy bastards just beating the shit out of each other. Pardon my language. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I, I I don't know. I, I As much as I, I like Big E and I'm kind of liking this, this run, I see it as no different than when The Miz had the WWE Championship. It's just going to be filler until you get to the next guy. Unfortunately, FTR, they get my pick. Boom, FTR into the uh, final eight. Maybe a little bit of a surprise there, but I love it. So that brings us to uh, Hangman Adam Page and the prospects of that Cody heel turn for 2022. Ronald. I'm still going to go Cody. Um, I think the the hangman run um as much as as much as i like it and as much as i love hangman i think his title run is a means to an end uh because he's one of those guys that needs to chase he's not over unless he's chasing he doesn't have that type of persona where you need to see him retain uh you know maybe a couple times but i don't see him as that marquee champion i think uh, he plays the role of underdog babyface winning the big one finally very well um, but the prospects of Cody's heel turn has legs for a long period of time. And, uh, for that, I go Cody. Wade. Um, Adam page, like you, you hit the nail on the head. He's way better chasing the belt than he is, you know, defending it. Uh, he reminds me a lot of how what DDP role is his role was during WCW. You know, he's, he's way better as a, as a baby face than a heel, not, not saying that his heel work isn't good. It is, but he's definitely better as a baby face. Um, I might even be able to argue maybe 
that uh, I think Adam Page does Daniel Bryan better than Daniel Bryan does Daniel Bryan in that <laughs> term. So, but Cody as a heel, oh man, you know, that's, he's a strong personality. He's got it from in his blood. He knows what to do. He knows how to say it, when to say it, how to say it. And uh, yeah, I got to go with Cody. Yeah. All right. It is unanimous. It's Cody Rhodes. I will save my arguments for later for Cody. So moving on to the Elite Eight, the final eight participants in this bracket. Uh, I think it's definitely a surprise that we're going to have a Sammy Guevara and Braun Breaker matchup here in our final eight. But kicking it off, the matchup everyone's really waiting for right now, uh, everyone's salivating over, uh, these two have treated us to just a masterclass of promos. And uh, if you don't, if, if you like professional wrestling, this feud is what professional wrestling is built upon CM Punk and MJF. Ronald, Ooh, this is a good one. And I, and I love that we're calling this the Elite Eight, and there's no Elite. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to make this quick because it's what I feel should happen, and it's what I feel could happen, and I'm going to use this as a platform to make it so. I think MJF moves on here, not only in talking points, but also this match that's coming up. I think, I think the feud has legs to go more than one match. Uh, but, and MJF has that type of overness to where he can lose and not be hurt by this because I do think, you know, CM Punk moving on and trying to be a champion. Uh, I think the story, the long-term story that they're telling is can CM Punk have this run that he's hoping he can have? And MJF is just going to be one of those hard guys to get, to get by. But for me, in my fandom, I think this is a good launch pad for MGF to be solidified as a guy that can squeak by by uh, over a, a legend. And um, yeah, I think uh, I think we're just gonna go with the hot take and go MGF here. All right, I'm gonna let Wade go first because I still gotta ponder this a little bit. Win me over with an argument. <laughs> All right. Uh, you remember in 2002 in the WWE when there was like a lot of guys that wanted that world championship and then they created the elimination chamber and there was that big allure of like, oh, wow, a new match. And you got so many people going after the champion, Triple H at the time. And that's where, a, a, to me, a championship really shines is when you have more than one person not only wanting it, but have the ability to actually go at it. At the same time, I think AEW is in a situation, a very unique situation where you have so many talent and top tier talent that are wanting this championship that are making it a focal point. They're having personal feuds. Yes. But the ultimate goal is once they get past that, they want that world title. So I think we may have something in AEW coming up that is going to feature a handful of these talent six or eight or whatever in a multi-man big match maybe even a brand new concept because tony khan likes to be very uh innovative he wants to be known as the guy that just keeps popping out new stuff over and over and over nothing stale everything is fresh and i think that's what's going to happen mjf i think will be the guy to bring that into fruition um, I think he, he has to get the win over CM Punk for that to happen. 
So I'm gonna go with MJF. See, that's that's really interesting because for me, it's this matchup is one that I wish was like six months down the road and not the next thing. Because I, unless for me, it's tough because I don't think I'm ready for CM Punk to lose yet. Unless the story that they're going to tell is that CM Punk doesn't have it anymore and he should he sat out for those seven years and so this is you know it's not he just and they they build him back up because i don't think punk needs the title either i think he realizes that too and i don't think he's politicking or pushing to get a title i really truly think he's there wanting to to make new stars and build the company up and then maybe later down the road he can throw his hat in the ring for a title um, so if that's the story they're going to tell, where this is MJF that has CM Punk questioning his abilities again, I'm okay with that. Um, I would probably vote Punk to have the bigger year personally, but I'm okay with MJF moving on here. So MJF on to the final four. Roman Reigns, Darby Allen. That's the next matchup, Ronald. Roman Reigns, Darby Allen, who has the bigger 2022? Well, I mean, the match itself is already intriguing, but, you know, we're, we're, we're trying our best to not make this about the match itself just by momentum. And as much as I love Darby, Roman's a star, and he's going to be on the tip of everyone's tongue no matter what he's doing. And the prospect of him versus The Rock in 2023 is going to be kicked off at some point during this year and I think something that huge and something that historic is going to overshadow just about anything or anyone unfortunately it's Darby Allen here for me so I'm gonna go Roman <laughs> I'm gonna go Roman here for, uh, over Darby Allen I'm afraid you know Darby had a good run but now he's uh, he's up against the head of the table and we got to have some WWE blood in the final four. Oh, I'm not mad at it um I think this is the one case. This is actually easier for me um, to to put Roman over Darby than over Kevin Steen because I think Kevin Steen is a huge difference maker in in AEW. I think he might be the guy who's been at WWE long enough that he can actually bring some of that crossover fans with him. I think it, they're they're probably going to do their biggest rating ever when Kevin Steen's on AEW for the first time. So I think he's going to have a huge impact, but. Um, Darby Allen, I think, I, I really do think they're doing this right, and his push is going to be a slow two, three-year build, and we're already a couple years into that, so I don't think he's going to have the, the just this breakout like 2022. I think it's going to be another year of slow build. He might have a tag title run with Sting just because that's cool. Um, you know, it'll be fun. And I think maybe by the end of the year, we get to see him face off with Sting. I like that idea. Wade, I like where Wade's head's at with that. But I don't think he's going to elevate past the point of Roman Reigns in 2022. So I agree with you, Ronald. So, Wade? I kind of regret using that Darso card now because just for the <laughs> shit of it, I would love to push Darby over. But, no, I Roman Reigns, man, no question about it. Acknowledge him. Oh, I acknowledge <laughs> Oh, well, he's in the final four of a bracket. Now, Ronald, three years ago, did you think that we'd be doing a bracket 
uh, for anything positive and Roman Reigns would get through to the final four? Dude, not at all. My goodness, not at all. And it's and funny. I'm not mad at it. No, I'm not mad at it either because this Roman Reigns is the shit and uh, deserves to be talked about wholeheartedly. And it's funny because earlier in the day when we were discussing the bracket, we were, I, I was like, the, the final four is glaring to me. And you said, well, you might be surprised. Well, I'm already surprised. Because one of the guys that I thought was going to be in the final four is gone, thanks to Wade's Darso. Um, <laughs> but two of them are there. Uh, so we'll see what happens next. All right. So here we go. Thanks to Wade, we have this fucking match. Sammy Guevara <laughs> taking on Braun Breaker. Oh, this one's really tough for me. I, I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll go ahead and lead this off. Because um, we never thought it would be here at yeah, all. Yeah, no shit. I know shit, but but when I start breaking down these two, just like because if if, if I was this match, who would I have moving on? It's a tough call for me because like uh, you know we, it's I've said it a couple times. Braun Breaker, like this is a can't as can't miss as can't miss gets. Like if Vince fucks this up, like I'm done with him. Um, but Sammy, I really think Sammy has. He's the five, you know, he's the five tool athlete. Like he's a great athlete. He can do all the high flying stuff. He's good looking. He's, uh, he can talk, he can be a heel, he's a great heel, he's a great baby face. I didn't think I was going to like him as a baby face. I thought he, he's another one of those guys that has that just want to punch him in the face, you know, heel type, you know, personality. Uh, but he's been a great baby face. His promos have been good. Um, oh, God, this is so tough for me. But I, I really think between these two, bigger year. Ugh, I still got to go Braun Breaker. I think he's a Royal Rumble surprise. I think he's got something at Mania. I think he ends up with a title by the end of the year. Not one of the two main titles, but ends up, you know, Intercontinental or U.S. Champion by SummerSlam even. So I think Braun Breaker is going to be the talk of the wrestling business for the next 10 years. He's right up there with MJF. So Braun Breaker for me. Yes, Braun Breaker certainly has the potential to be a top star, no doubt about it. And this should have been Brian Danielson choking him out right here. Uh, <laughs> but now we got Sammy Guevara versus Braun Breaker. And, you know, uh, Sammy Guevara, he, he's he got like that, you know, that Randy Orton potential. Like, he, he very, yeah. very young, very punchable face. You know, do we like him? Do we not like him? But I think, like, you know, with his age and where he can end up, I think he can have Randy Orton love eventually. You know, if he really sticks to it and grows and matures, and I think he could stick around. He could be the Randy Orton of the modern era. I know that's a big comparison, but I, I see it. You know, uh, if, if Jericho was going to retire at AEW, the way he should do it is by kicking Sammy Guevara out of the inner circle, and then that'll be the last over guy he, le he leeches off of uh, at the time. <laughs> And then Sammy Guevara can put him on his ass and out of wrestling. I think that would be a good way to solidify Sammy Guevara, kind of like Evolution. You know, he just Triple H's him and just goes forward. Uh, I really like that. Really like that. Thank you. Thank you. Take it up with Creative. Another episode coming at you. <laughs> All right, Wade. De decide but, who goes on to the final. Oh no, you. Were, oh, I thought you were picking Sammy for sure. Well, let's let's just let's just pivot. All that being said. <laughs> It's Sammy Guevara. I was, I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you wrapped that up for sure. Like him and J him retiring Jericho, like may have even swayed my vote. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I wish Rick Steiner would have wrapped that up. 
uh, back in the day. Uh, maybe we wouldn't get a Braun Breaker. Uh, I'm just kidding. Well, it's I, not his fault I just hate his name so much. Uh, yeah, but that's not his fault. <laughs> Instead of being Steinerized, you wish he was sterilized, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All I wish right, he was wait, an actual dog. This one. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a little snip snip there, huh? Oh, geez. Uh, no, you know, I'm I'm kind of glad now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, I, I think I did everybody a, a good uh, service by getting Dan O'Brien out of here because no, it been, no, it would have been so easy to just be like, yo, Dan O'Brien's way better than uh, Braun Breaker. Let's just move him along. Yes, we have a tougher discussion now because Braun Breaker is going to be a huge star. Sammy, no, star. Brian Danielson, he doesn't he doesn't need the shine. He, he can get the shine no matter what anywhere. He yes, can get a, he got a wiener schnitzel, order a chili dog at the shine. No, vegan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, yeah. Brian Danielson is no longer uh, fully vegan because he he developed an intolerance to um to tofu and 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 that kind of protein. So he had to start eating fish and chicken again. So let that be a lesson to all vegans yes. everywhere. Yes, I like how like at first mention of wiener schnitzel, Cole got bricked up real fast there. <laughs> yeah, well, I love wieners. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Uh no, I'm gonna go with Braun Breaker on this one. Um I think he's just gonna have a way bigger year. Uh I think he's gonna have a Royal Rumble appearance. Obviously, don't think he's gonna win it, but I think he's gonna have an appearance. I think he's gonna have a couple of really good surprises in there by you know, surprise eliminations and whatnot. If uh they do another show in Saudi and they do a greatest Royal Rumble, I could see him winning that. And that would be huge for Braun Breaker. So I, I, I think uh, Braun Breaker's got bigger potential in 2022. So let me ponder on this, because this is something that, that we've talked about a couple times, but <laughs> would this be the time to break the mold of the Royal Rumble and, and, and always going with the safe bet and the next guy? Would this be the time to try it and go with an unknown person like a Braun Breaker um, who, who, you know, potential is out the ass? Um, we know that when you put a title on somebody that's not ready for it, it doesn't go so well, John Cena, Roman Reigns. Um, but this is what, this, I mean, it would, it would generate a lot of buzz. What do you think, Ron? I mean, that'd be great because uh, in the history, in the entire history of the Royal Rumble, no one has won on a debut. I mean, yeah. that would be great to do. Uh, I would, I would absolutely love that. But do they have the wherewithal to say, yes, we're going to do that. Do they, are they going to, risk it and actually do something like that and roll the dice on something. I mean, they could because now that there's two heavyweight champions, they could, you know, roll the dice on the WWE championship. Yeah, you know? yeah, it definitely wouldn't be the main, main event. No, no Roman but... Reigns is going to go somewhere completely different and and he's going to headline WrestleMania. Who, who knows? It's Texas. Hopefully there's a oh, lot of beer involved. Oh, man, Big E, Braun Breaker. Yeah, Big E, Braun Breaker. I'm hoping that there's a beer bath at the end of WrestleMania in Texas this year. Um, you bring up a good point. It's in Texas. That's where uh, Roman defeated Undertaker at WrestleMania was in Texas, wasn't it? Yeah. In that same arena. Yeah, but let's oh, hope that, that let's hope that doesn't happen. What I hope they do with Undertaker is just they're not they're gonna only have one guy in the Hall of Fame this year, and it's gonna be Undertaker. And they're just gonna yeah. have him do his entrance both yeah. nights. First <laughs> night he's gonna come out in the motorcycle, and the last night he's gonna come out as the dead man, and then he goes away with the crowd instead of that <laughs> abortion of a send-off that they had at the the nobody survivor series where everyone showed up in a suit, but Kane, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But no, that's just wishful thinking on my part. I was hoping that maybe Stone Cold can come back and just only throw punches and kicks and then just get a Superman punch and we go home. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. I, that, I mean, that, that may be the only thing that uh, really moves the needle other than just the fact that it is WrestleMania. I, I think that's that's the one thing I know Vince McMahon has been trying to do this for you know decades now to where it's not the names on the on the marquee that draw the match it's just the the company or it's just the event and he has successfully turned WrestleMania into a pop culture happening uh, like the Super Bowl where it doesn't matter who's playing it's just that it is WrestleMania itself. Oh, all right. That's enough sidebarring there. Time to move on. This is my favorite matchup. The fact that this is in the final eight. FTR and Cody Rhodes. Who has the bigger 2022? All right. Uh, It would would sound like I'm I'm totally against FTR this entire show. And I'm not. I love FTR. (laughs) But they just happen to be up against people that I feel stronger for. And it's going to continue here. Sorry. Just out of these two, I think Cody Rhodes has the potential to make a bigger splash than a, a tag team at this point. Uh, I 100% agree with you on this case. I think Cody is the first one where it's a no-brainer for me. Um, as long as Cody does this heel turn, uh, it could be far and away the biggest thing that happens in 2022 his run it could it could ignite kind of like how Cody did uh initially with AEW. I mean, he was really kind of the leader of of the crew at that point. And so, um I'm not going to argue with you. I think I agree it's Cody. So it's two nothing. So Wade, do you have any uh thoughts on this matchup? Uh Cody all the way. All right. Fantastic. I'm so happy that I have my Darso for this final four because we're looking at MJF versus Roman Reigns and Braun Breaker in the final four. <laughs> Take it on Cody Rhodes. So uh, obviously Braun Breaker is a big surprise, <laughs> but I- I'm not mad at it. So let's discuss MJF versus Roman Reigns. Ronald, who has the bigger 2022. Okay. On paper, you know, all my arguments for Roman are still valid. I still think, like, even if the two biggest talking points in the wrestling business are MGF and Roman Reigns, I still think Roman Reigns is going to be slightly bigger just because of the viewing party that is... Yes, yeah, it's their, WWE. You know, their, their audience is bigger. Exactly. And But that's where I got to take off that hat and go with what I want and what I need in life. And what I want and need in life is for MGF to be the biggest star wrestling has had in a while. And we're already sort of there. And I, <laughs> and just the possibilities of this match, we're going back to if this was an actual match and not just two names we're talking about. This would be money. Absolutely. Can you imagine the ammo that MGF would have on Roman? My this might be goodness. the one guy that could make Roman Reigns a real baby face. Like actually get fully over with the crowd as a baby face, uh, because I think he's that level of talent. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's a great conversation to have. But I think for me, when there's the head of the table, the tribal chief, the biggest star in WWE, with 
Paul Heyman going up against the leader of the pinnacle, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I got to go with the future and uh, keep the momentum on Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. I'm mad at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, day one, uh, we the ones, and he's the one moving on. Oh, okay. While, obviously, if I had my choice between these two people and I was going to start a wrestling promotion tomorrow, I would take MJF over Roman Reigns 10 times out of 10 and just there's no doubt in my mind that I think when it's all said and done, we're going to be talking about MJF 20 years from now and Roman Reigns will mention him because he's the biggest star in WWE and he has been for the last five, six, seven, eight years. And he's finally gotten over with all the people, not just the kids and the women. So that's good. Um, so Roman is going to be mentioned, but I think he might be mentioned kind of in the same vein as, let's say, Diesel's run, where it's like, yeah, he was cool and we liked him, but he wasn't Bret Hart. He wasn't Hulk Hogan. He wasn't John Cena. He wasn't Bruno Sammartino. He was just the guy who was the guy during that area era when there were no stars. And I think AEW is going to create stars finally in the wrestling business for the first time in 20 years. And so I'm going MJF and leaving it up to Wade to decide who moves on to the finals. Mm. You know, you had mentioned something that kind of resonated with me. You said if you were going to start a promotion tomorrow and you had to choose between these two to put on the roster and you would choose MJF, I would make the same decision. Because when you're going to start a new promotion, I mean, unless you're Tony Khan, you're not going to be on a major network. You're not going yeah. to be on, you know, on cable like that. You're going to, you're going to be small. You're going to be regional and you don't need a big name. You don't need to shell out that kind of money. You want to be a little bit more conservative with your money. You're going to want a younger guy too, that you can, you know, milk out for a little bit more years. MJF would be that guy. Having said that, I'm going with Roman Reigns. He is the bigger name and it just, it, the rock is, is the reason why Roman reigns is going to have a bigger 2022. Unfortunately, it's not going to be because of Roman. It's going to be because of the rock. And that's sad that it's on his own merit. It's not going to be a big year for him. It's going to be on the merit of somebody that's not even there right now. So yeah, Roman reigns, man. See, I'm glad Roman moved on, but I gotta, I gotta counter attack your guys's choice to choose MJF over Roman reigns. If you're going to start your own promotion tomorrow, because as you touched on it, Wade, you're right. You are small. You, you, you're going to have to prove and talk asses into the seats. But unfortunately, if you have your first show, the poster is what sells. And I'm sorry, but you put Roman Reigns on a poster and you put Maxwell Jacob Freeman on a poster. I'm going to the Roman Reigns show. Do you see that guy? He's chiseled out of granite. He's a Greek god. Uh, he's a Samoan god. But that being said, my number two in that promotion would be MGF because we need someone to talk the asses into the seats to fight Roman Reigns. But as far as marketing, posters, and putting asses in seats, visually, for my first show, if I'm starting a promotion, it's Roman goddamn Reigns all day, every day. Don't get me wrong. I, I do not disagree with that at all. Trust me. I, I, at one point, was a marketing major, one class away from getting a business administration degree. Then I changed over to communications. But from a financial standpoint in running a business, I would go MJF because I think you'd get a lot more money in the long term out of MJF than you would a Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns is the sprint, MJF is the marathon. 
I mean, I was just talking about talent. You guys are over <laughs> here getting digging in deep on, you know, this guy will be cheaper and financially. And We're starting our promotion is, tomorrow, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I don't know if this is quite as bad as like Abdullah the Butcher making the final four. <laughs> Braun Breaker. <sighs> All the way to the final four. But it makes sense, you know, because he could be the biggest breakout star of the next couple years, no matter what. I mean, you know, as much as we love MJF and some of these AEW guys, like, frankly, Ron has brought touched on it. WWE is just like three times the size of AEW as far as viewerships. And it's been around for 40 years. Everyone knows WWF, WWE. So, Braun Breaker and Cody Rhodes. Ronald. Okay, can we all agree that this is where Braun gets off the train? Like we we don't have to. Like <laughs> I know we don't have to. But, and I, and it's funny because I'm a Braun Breaker fan, but he's here because Brian Danielson was Darsoed, and I, I, <laughs> my my soul hurts. Uh, Merry Christmas. <sighs> I was expecting a lump of coal, and I got a shitty day by Wade. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, all kidding on Braun aside, I, I do believe that this is where he gets off the train. Uh, you know, Cody, uh, ha again, but we're going by potential future stardom versus future potential booking. And, and, and Cody's already there status wise. It's just, we need that booking decision to happen in order for him to have the best year ever. Uh, and Braun Breaker, he's just on the rise. And I, I'm still on. I'm still firmly on team that I don't think he's going to be a focal point on the main roster in 2022. I think he's going to get there, but I think it might be mid-year or a little more towards after the mid-year. I think he's going to win that title off of Tommaso, and I think they're just use they just use that War Games match as a, a way to get him back to Tommaso. And for that, you know, I, I'm surprised that he ended up this far, but. Uh, I got to go Cody. Wait, I'm going to let you go first here. All right. So the topic of this tournament here is the breakout star of 2022, correct? Well, yeah. Just who's going to have the biggest year the in biggest 2022. Year. Yeah. Not necessarily the new star. It's okay. just who's going to be the focal point of 2022. So in other words, this time next year, when we look back and say, wow, what happened in 2022? That's the person that we're going to be talking about. Yes. Cody Rhodes. Yes. All right. Well, good. We're all in agreement, and I didn't have to use my Darso. Uh, I've been saving it for this moment just in case. And so I love that the finals is coming down to the AEW Golden Child versus the WWE Golden Child. I love this. I think it's great. Um, Just before we get to the finals, I just want to talk about just how fast the wrestling business can change. And and I'm just saying, if we were talking about even just a year ago, who was going to be a breakout star, we would have been talking about Keith Lee nonstop all day long. And, and he's not even, nobody even knows where he's going to be in in the ne in the coming months. Like, he, he's not even a footnote on here. And if we went back even a couple more years, we'd be talking about Shinsuke Nakamura as the biggest star in the business. And all of a sudden, he's just another guy lost in the shuffle. 
So we may re we may revisit this bracket at the the end of the year next year just to see kind of how we did and going like, what the fuck happened to El Generico? Like, where is he? Is he doing anything? You know. Uh, so I just I love kind of looking towards the future. We don't do that a whole awful lot. Um, so this has been a lot of fun. Uh, thanks Wade for being here and adding all this content. But it is me. time for the finals. And unfortunately, I can't use my Darso to get Roman Reigns out of this fucking tournament. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm going to give the floor to Ronald to make his argument as to why Roman Reigns is going to beat everybody all the fucking time and move on. And then I will make my argument for Cody and then we will go to our decider to end this. See, you're, you're, you think that I'm just going to go Roman for the sake of going Roman here, but you know, no, no, it's because you're like balls deep. You know, he's on the tip of your tongue or whatever you keep saying. Oh, the tip of the audience's tongue. But you know, you just can't argue with facts and he's on top of the world of the wrestling business. And that's just, it is what it is. And this is coming from the guy who orchestrated a bracket to get the bucks and Kenny out in first round immediately. <laughs> so you can politic all you want, sir. Bro, but, I thought there was no chance that we were going Johnny over Kenny Omega, guys. I was trying to be fair to my to my actual sibling <laughs> and brother-in-law, and you guys surprised me, and Kenny Omega was out in the first round. I didn't intend for both of those entities to be out in the first two minutes of the show. <laughs> well, this, this damn bracket should have ended with either Roman and Brian or CM Punk and Brian, and Brian should have won this whole goddamn thing. But I I agree. We're but, here. Uh, we, I'm not the one who booked the guest today, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the only reason we didn't go home immediately is because we left Walter out of this bracket because he would have just won. Holy balls! Yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean, what are the chances Walter's like? Walter was on the main roster for one show and they beat him in five minutes. Like, yeah. No. Vince doesn't get that. There's no chance that Walter's breaking out. He's on not. The main That's why I never it's mentioned unfortunate. it. Yeah. Yeah. I never mentioned Walter because he's going to be just that one-off attraction for the IWC. That's just going to come out of nowhere and steal the year, but not get any recognition for it per usual. And so hopefully his contracts up and he can go to AEW and then we can just jerk off. For like mm. I would like to see Walter in MLW. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh my goodness. New Japan, New Japan, Walter Okada, Walter Ishii. Yes, yes absolutely. But hey, you know, we, we talk about Walter at nauseum on this show. Now we're talking about Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes as who's going to be the focal point of 2022. And I got to say, both cases can be argued for both uh, competitors. You know, we're relying on Cody Rhodes turning that corner and being the douchey, dastardly heel that goes back on his, on his word and wins the title and just kind of runs AEW as a talent slash executive. And we also got the tribal chief that just says he's the greatest thing going and says he's the best in the Samoan dynasty, which is, you know, crazy. And, you know, well on the horizon of uh, having that dispute with The Rock in 2023, uh, WrestleMania that I'll be attending for sure. Um, it, it, it This one's really tough. You know, my gut wants, wants me to say Roman for all the reasons I keep saying. You know, the audience is bigger. Um, people know more of, uh, Roman and, uh, what he's doing. Um, but could, could Cody rise above that with this bit of storytelling? I mean, 
not it's not too possible but man they he can really kick open some doors and be the most hated thing on the planet uh if he if he does that so there's wants and then the, then there's what and there's what I think is going to happen so want uh I want Cody Rose to turn heel and be the most hated person on the planet and embrace it all but I think at the end of the day Roman Reigns is still a much bigger star and it'll continue to be that way until it isn't until they make until they pivot in WWE and I don't know when that's going to happen so okay for me what I where where I see I see your argument that WWE for now for right now has a bigger audience um but I don't hear I don't see it on the internet. I don't hear it from any of my friends. I don't hear it from any of my wrestling people. Nobody is talking about WWE. Nobody is buzzing about Roman Reigns. Like, well, I no, I will, I will give that. Roman is one of the few things that people will mention as being the only good thing that's happening over there. But I just feel like we are watching. We are just about at the end of the slowest, most painful death in the history of all of entertainment. Uh, and, and I just really feel like the momentum at AEW is picking up. And at some point, WWE fans are, are going to, the, because they're catering to children. At some point, all of these kids are going to do what we did when we got to our teenage years and flip the channel and see the other thing on the other show. They're going to see the NWO but it's going to be the elite. They're going to flip the channel and see MJF and CM Punk cutting these masterful promos. And they're going to see Cody Rhodes as a total shit heel that's getting the most heat, maybe even more than MJF because MJF is so entertaining. People are starting to cheer for him. And I feel at some point this, this it we're going to, we're on track for another 83 weeks situation. And I hope, I hope to God that's coming. And it could happen by the end of 2022. And I really think that um, we did a disservice to Kevin Steen here because he came up against Roman Reigns. And I'm not going to do it to Cody Rhodes. I really believe in Cody. Um, the thing he gave us with his brother Dustin, at, at I mean, he's capable of that. And if he's capable of that and he's willing to go down this hole and be the hated guy, and be that douchebag that's got a reality TV show with the hottest wife in the world, and just like all of this and embrace it, I think we're talking about a nuclear heat, like change the channel to see what's happening kind of heat. And this groundswell for AEW could just really take off, and we've got the perfect storm of Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Cody as a heel, Eddie Kingston coming up, cutting his promos. We've got the four pillars. We've got Kevin Steen joining the mix. I I just feel like AEW is is growing and that people are buzzing about it, and that's the thing that's driving the wrestling conversation. And then WWE just kind of still exists in the mainframe that people know it, and their I mean we see it. Their audience is like mostly sixty and above people that are still watching it out of habit, and so I don't think it's that long before the ratings start to tip. And so for that reason, I think 2022, Cody Rhodes, the biggest star in professional wrestling by the end, 
even more so than Brian Danielson. And I had that epiphany right before we started this. So I'm very happy that we are where we are in the finals. And our guest, our lovely guest, the wonderful Wade, is going to decide who the winner of the 2022 creative team bracket, breakout bracket, whatever. God, there's too many BRs today. We got to stop that shit. So, Wade, tell us who wins. <laughs> wow. You know, I was going to say Roman Reigns, but your speech moved me, bro. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When you said that we are on the verge of another 83 weeks and the way that you had laid out that whole thing made me think that you are absolutely right. 2022 is built exactly the same way that 1996 was built. We are on that cusp of something. The generation that grew up in the PG era are going to be teenagers in this next couple of years. They're going to want something different. They're going to want something a little edgier. AEW is going to give them that. Man. Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. Who would have ever thought, right, that these two guys <laughs> would be in the finals? It's poetic justice. It really is, especially considering how Cody had departed from the company and what he eventually became and, and how he played such a huge part in AEW being put together. Um, because really think about it, you know, a lot of people they want to give Jericho that credit. Cody deserves it because Cody left and created that situation where people can be like, "Wow, this dude did leave," and made such a big name for himself, working the 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 new territories, you know, and and going international and whatnot as well. And then Jericho was like, "If he could do it, I could do it," and he did it a little bit bigger, and it paved the way for a lot of other guys to say the same thing. And that's why we're in the situation we're in now, where guys are not afraid to leave the WWE and NXT when their contracts run up, they're not afraid to do it as opposed to like two, three years ago, people would be like, Oh crap, I got to resign. But I think between these two guys, it comes down to two words. Is cooking Roman reigns. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Oh, I love that you guys are hanging this whole bracket on something that might happen. <laughs> well, uh, Cody Rhodes, he'll turn might or might, might happen. happen. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's a better chance, I think, yeah, of happening. I, think that, well, too. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. If Cody Rhodes is really an insane person that refuses to turn heel, um, he's going to be detrimental to the company. And then everything that I just said is bullshit. And it's all it's going <laughs> to hurt the company. Um, but I, I don't, I, you know, whereas if The Rock doesn't come around, Roman's still going to be fine. Like, he's still going to be fine um, if they can't get that Rock shit together. I think that I really will say I do like what they've done with Roman where they've kind of fed him Cena and they put him over on Brock and they, they did the stuff with uh, Goldberg even. Like, I love that they're really trying to build him in a way that's meaningful um, and I, I just I just don't think that WWE generates that level of interest anymore. I just don't. I know ne I never hear someone saying, "Oh, I'm so excited for this in WWE." And, and it's been a long time, um, at least a few years since someone was like people used to get excited about takeovers. But I think any like 
everyone's had to have jumped ship on and NXT. I, they're out. Like <laughs> they're just out. There's nobody is interested in this 2.0. Not one person has said one good thing about it. So um, I, I, I I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the tribal chief. Acknowledge him. <sighs> I acknowledge him. Roman oh, Reigns. Reigns yeah, Supreme the as the 2022 breakout star from the creative team. Now, I love looking it. at Cole's face because it's the same face that he made when me and his sister dubbed the New Day as the greatest faction of all time. It's... I wasn't so mad about the fact that the New Day won. It's that the four horsemen were out about the same time Brian Danielson was out of this bracket. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, This is why being a fly on the wall amongst wrestling friends is a good thing because some of the shit is like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> but it's all about the journey and where we ended up. And my goodness, we're talking about breakout stars of 2022, and we ended it with Roman Reigns. And further elevating himself in the eyes of the wrestling fans and being an even bigger star by the end of 2022 consider so. him acknowledged yes oh all right ladies and gentlemen this was fun uh wade need him thank you for being here with us uh if you would like to plug your podcast right now we we sure would uh like to give you the the time to do so Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for having me on the show. I, I really appreciate being on uh, last week and this week. Um, this was a ton of fun. This was a, a, a nice change of environment that I'm used to when I do my podcasts, which uh, anybody out there would like to listen to my my crap cast uh, uh ringscoops.com is the uh the website for my wrestling podcast i also have a movies and television podcast at cinemaflare.com that's flare like like an explosion kind of flare f-l-a-r-e cinemaflare.com so there's two different brands right there and uh if anybody wants to follow my disney adventures follow me on instagram at magic key on wheels so and again thank you guys for having me on the show all right. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Who am I kidding? Thanks, guys, for listening to the show. There's no women listening to the show. <laughs> Their kids, not <laughs> other than maybe my daughters, because my daughters actually like me still at this point in life. So, for Ron Kilborn, I am your host, Cole Dawson, saying thank you. We love you and good night. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly on Instagram or Twitter at Ron for Your Life. Number four, we'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.